There may be a shortage of smallish turkeys for Thanksgiving this year. It's true. But even over the holidays, there never seems to be a shortage of transfer pricing news. Hello, everyone. I'm Matthew DeMello, your host of the Fiona Show Hot Off the Press, cross-border solutions, transfer pricing in the news podcast. And have we got a great scoop for you today. What do developing countries have to say about Pillar 1 and Pillar 2? Are HMRC's efforts against tax evasion paying off? And why should every company construct a robust functional analysis? We've got it all for you right here. But first, a message from my friends and yours at Cross Border Solutions. Hi, I'm Matthew DeMello, and you may know me as the host of the Fiona Show Cross Border Solutions Weekly Transfer Pricing Podcast. And while I love to discuss transfer pricing, this podcast isn't the only place you can hear me doing it. Cross-Border Solutions recently relaunched Transfer Pricing University, a live webinar series where you can learn about modern-day transfer pricing, everything from methodologies to comparables to preparing documentation to meet country-specific regulations. Good stuff, I know. Chief Economist Mimi Song leads the sessions. I just ask the occasional obvious question. Since our program is NASBA certified, you can earn one CPE credit for joining each session. Pretty sweet. So what are you waiting for? Join us for Transfer Pricing University Weekly. Classes are free, so now you really have no reason to miss it. Sign up at xbs.ai tpu. OECD's global tax deal is set to roll out in 2023, and while many countries are on board, there are still some who aren't exactly over the moon about it, namely developing countries. In fact, they're taking another stab at tweaking the deal to better suit their interests. The requests, more revenue, and an exemption from mandatory binding arbitration, a dispute resolution procedure whereby arbitrators determine binding decisions that could put developing countries at a disadvantage against richer countries. Developing countries can be pretty persuasive. Thanks to former pleas, developing countries are allowed to apply Pillar 1's new tax at a low threshold, i.e. to companies earning even a small amount of revenue in their jurisdiction, and they're not on the hook for the same withholding tax relief as developed countries. Still, they have serious concerns. Developing countries worry, for instance, that they won't be able to afford the administrative costs associated with implementing Pillar 1 and Pillar 2, and they'd prefer to focus on dispute prevention as opposed to mandatory binding arbitration. The prescribed method of dispute resolution for issues surrounding Pillar 1's Amount A tax, or any issue, like transfer pricing disputes, that could alter Amount A. Compromise doesn't come easy, of course. OECD research shows that developing countries will benefit from Pillar 1 more than developed countries, and that all countries will benefit from Pillar 2, which should raise an additional $150 billion annually in tax revenue. And when that kind of money talks, governments and international organizations tend to listen. In the UK, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, or HMRC, as we like to say, is never shy about its stance against tax avoidance, tax evasion, and non-compliance. 
And while it has made steadfast efforts to make individuals and corporations aware of its position, the benefits aren't, well, always beneficial. Take last year, for example, last year's tax avoidance efforts earned the UK government $8.8 billion less than the previous fiscal year, an 18% drop, according to a recent report. And that's the good news. Between April 2020 and March 2021, the government collected 28 billion pounds, that's roughly $38 billion, less in total tax revenue than the year before. Of the 608.8 billion pounds in total revenue collected, that's about $824 billion, only 30.4 billion pounds, or $41 billion, stemmed from efforts to prevent tax avoidance. Compliance efforts fell too, mostly due to a decline in huge cases with big payouts and from HMRC taking on and wrapping up fewer cases. Blame the pandemic, lack of resources, and or the UK's economy for the lackluster performance. Just don't assume these numbers will deter any efforts by HMRC to prevent tax avoidance in the future. How important is a functional analysis? Hugely important. Just ask RKS, a French manufacturer whose functional analysis just saved the company $6.2 million. RKS, owned by Swedish group SKF, was subject to a tax audit for financial years ending in 2009 and 2010, in which the French tax authorities challenged the transfer prices for products sold to the Swedish group's distributors located outside of France. The result was a potential new tax bill of about $6.2 million, including penalties. The case went to three courts, the Administrative Court, which ruled in favor of the company, the Administrative Court of Appeal, who ruled in favor of the French tax authorities, and finally, the French Supreme Court, who ruled once and for all in favor of the taxpayer. What happened? The tax authorities challenged the transfer prices based on a net margin ratio that seemed way out of whack when compared to seemingly appropriate benchmarks. The taxpayer's net margin ratio was negative 10.46% in 2009 and negative 21.87% in 2010. Meanwhile, the average for comparison companies was 2.33% in 2009 and 2.62% in 2010, and based on those numbers, the tax authorities naturally thought profit-shifting. However, the taxpayer argued that the tax authorities hadn't considered the strategic risks the company assumed, which affected profitability, and was supported by a save-the-day functional analysis. The tax authorities failed to analyze the functions, assets, and risks throughout the supply chain and instead only focused on the numbers, which, as we all know, is just part of the transfer pricing big picture. Feeling the runner's high of a quick jog through the headlines? Well, then you're going to love the other shows in Cross-Border Solutions Tax Podcast Suite. That's The Fiona Show, R&D Tax Credit, The Fiona Show, Tax Provision, and our anchor program, The Fiona Show Transfer Pricing. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's The Fiona Show hot off the press, and we'll keep you up to date on the latest regulation changes in the jurisdictions that matter to you the most. My name is Matthew DeMello, and they let me host edit, and engineer this podcast. Marilyn Mitchum-Strom is our executive producer and wrote today's script. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>